Why can't people pick up their dog poop? I don't get it. It's amazing to me. Uh, Welcome to the podcast. Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. My name is Dave Ryan. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, We're going to talk about several things today. We're going to explore why people won't pick up their dog poop. I don't get it. But I will admit there was a time about 10 days ago when my dog Josie pooped on a run and I did not pick it up. And I'll tell you why in just a couple of seconds. We're also going to talk about why people cannot change their minds. You cannot get your friends to change your mind about anything from politics to religion to the United Airlines story. And by the time you hear this, United Airlines story is getting really old, but it's really interesting that like a little study of human psychology of why people are so polarized on this whole American Airlines thing. And and the story's old, but the polarization is always going to be there. And you can't get people to change their minds. I, I read an article. I'll share a little bit about what I've read about why people won't change their minds. Uh, also, uh, we got a Facebook page. Uh, it's easy to find. It is. Hold on. I'm going to find it for you right now because I made it last week. And it is uh, take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. And if you go to facebook.com slash take a shower book, you can comment and you can do anything you want to on the page. You can suggest topics for things for next week. And um, so thanks to anybody who has joined uh, the Facebook page, facebook.com slash take a shower book. We'll say a hi to Jolene Day. Jolene says, I freaking love the podcast. However, I'd love it if they were a little longer or more often. Thoughts? And David, I love you. I'm going to make my jackasses read your book. <laughs> I love it. You can get the book online. Uh, take a shower. Show up on time. and don't steal anything. Or also, it's on Kindle and on Amazon, that type of thing. Patricia Jones, I've known her for years. She says, Anna, her daughter, who's about 10, says... Um, she thinks it's super cool that we are friends. She wants to meet you again. Not sure why she doesn't remember when she was three or four weeks or even three years old. LOL. Um, uh, Patty, thank you very much. And, um, Patty, uh, I met Patty about 15 years ago when we did second chance prom and Lionel Richie was the, uh, the artist at second chance prom and, Patty's mom and dad were probably 70 at the time, maybe 72, 75, and we named them Prom King and Queen, and that's how Patty and I became friends, even though we we rarely see each other. But anyway, um, let's get into the dog poop, shall we? Okay, so um, I noticed two things. I was hiking in Colorado um, last week on Thursday, and in the mountains of Colorado, and there are tons of people who bring their dogs along, and tons of people who don't pick up the poop. But also, I noticed this one, tons of people who don't put their dog on a leash. And everybody knows your dog is supposed to be on a leash. And you're supposed to pick up your dog dog poop. But but I saw it all the time. People just like, they walk past you and their dog is running along. And they're like, hi, how are you? And I'm like, hey, good, how are you? Asshole, put your fucking dog on a leash. But I don't say anything because it's not going to do any good. It's only going to you know get confrontational. Um, but I don't get it. Why do people think the rules don't apply to them? And a lot of the time, it's the people who bitch the most about somebody else not following the rules. Now, I mentioned a while ago that I was out running with Josie and she pooped and I didn't clean it up. Here's why. I had a dog, I had a poop bag with me. I always carry one with Josie when we run. And she pooped. And I picked it up with a bag and I ran it over to the park about 100 yards away, dropped the bag in the trash can. And we keep running. And another mile down the road, she amazingly poops again. 
I didn't have a dog bag for it. So I remembered where it was. I look up and down the street for like a landmark and it's in the middle of kind of like a field uh, in the, on the road. And I'm like, landmark, nothing. So I found something. I found like a fire hydrant and a street sign. And I came back later and I picked up her poop. And I know most people wouldn't bother to do that. And I only do it because it's the right thing to do. And don't you hate seeing, we were out on a, a walk with Josie 10 minutes ago. And there, sure enough, was dog poop. And I just can't figure out why people don't pick it up. And I can't figure out why people don't litter. But don't you think that it's the ones who expect people to be super responsible and they expect other people to be socially, super aware socially, but they don't think the rules quite apply to them? I don't know what the correlation is between that, but I'm going to guess that the people who bitch the most are probably the ones who do the least when it comes to being responsible for yourself. Um, Okay, moving on. Um, Okay, so the election was a prime example, and the United Airlines thing was a prime example, too, of polarization among people that we love. I mean, I have friends that I love that felt completely passionately different than I did during the election, and I know you did, too. And... And it's so interesting about how nobody wants to change their mind. And I get that. And it's also with the United Airlines thing, um, because to me, uh, people were so polarized on this one. And you and I might disagree, but I would respect your opinion. And I think that you would respect mine. Um, I thought the guy should have gotten up and moved. Um, because what else were the cops at what, at that point, what could the cops do? But that's not even the point. My point is this, why do people not want to change their minds? Myself included. Why is that? Well, I read an article that somebody did study after study in colleges and universities for years. And it basically says the first idea that we get in our head is stuck in there like cement and it's so hard to unsit, uns, un, it's so hard, what's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, it's so hard to, to reform that idea because that's the first idea. So if you love Hillary and you hated Trump, for example, it doesn't matter what evidence anybody gives you or the other way. If you hate Hillary and you love Trump or if you thought the United guy was right or you thought he was wrong, your first opinion is so hard to change because there's something, I don't know if it's chemically or physiologically that goes in on our on in our brains that we just don't want to change it. How many minds do you think that people changed on Facebook during the election season? None. I just thought that was really interesting that once it's in our minds for the first time, then it's really hard to unseat. That's the word I was looking for. So anyway, uh, something worth knowing next time you're arguing with somebody on Facebook. Okay, a couple of more things. From my book. Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. Uh, I love this chapter. It's chapter number 41, and it is called Praise Your Employees. I'm going to read it word for word. Your employees love their paycheck. It helps them buy food, scratch lottery tickets, and a nice suit to wear for, to, an inter- to an interview for a better job. You know what they love even more than their paychecks? They love being told they're doing a good job. So if they are, for the love of God, praise them for their good work. I have worked for bosses who must have thought if they said anything nice to an employee, it would go straight to her head and make her unmanageable. 
Here's a little dialogue I wrote. Boss. Hey, great job on getting more of our chemicals into juice boxes, Pete. This is really going to help our bottom line. Pete. Why, thank you. Since I'm so wonderful and valuable now, I'm going to start coming in late and sleeping with your daughter. Boss to himself. Wow. I should have never told Pete he was doing a good job. I'll certainly never do that again. Now, I know this conversation sounds ludicrous, but I swear some bosses must think this is what would happen if they praised their employees. We all love to feel like we're making a difference. I even read an article that said employees uh, rate feeling valued higher in importance than the dollar amount of their paycheck. Now, of course, that sounds like complete bullshit to some of us, but a little pat on the back once in a while sure feels nice. If you're a boss, don't be afraid to pleasure, to praise your employees. Watch for the results. You'll be amazed. Um, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. At iHeartMedia, um, there has been it's been thrown around. I'm not going to say any names by somebody who said, "Yeah, they get a pat on the back every two weeks. It's called their paycheck." And when I heard that, I, I was shocked. I was, I was really hurt. Because not every person in management at iHeart has that attitude. But the idea that anybody had the idea that you don't need praise is is ridiculous. Hey, listen, I get enough praise. I mean, we all want more. But you know what? I think that I've learned that people... Here's another thing. You might praise your employees, but don't ever expect anybody to praise you. If you're in management, don't ever expect anybody to come to you and say, you know what, Jill, you're doing a great job. Your employees will never come to you ever and say, you're doing a great job. I just don't think that's ever happened. So you might be praising everybody and helping everybody else, but they're not thinking about you. And it's just the way the mind works sometimes. So don't let it get you too rattled. Um, but praise your employees because it really does mean a lot. And if they feel valued, then they're going to be happier. And hey, listen, forget about your employees. How about your family? How about your kids? How about your friends? It goes a long way. Um, what else we were going to talk about? Um, there was one more thing. Oh, I know what it was. Suggestions for next week's podcast. What do you want to talk about next week on the podcast? Is there something you want to bring up? Put it on Facebook. I will put a little comment on there that says, hey, what are your suggestions for things to talk about next week on Facebook? Let me know what you want to talk about. And we can totally do that. All right. I see we got a couple of extra minutes left here. And somebody said at the beginning of the podcast, you know, make it longer. All right. So let's make it longer. Let's find another thing here um, to to talk about um, on take a shower, show up on time and don't steal anything. Uh, oh, I like this one. This is number 27. And it says, we're about as happy as we decide to be. And I will read it. I know a guy who is dying of multiple sclerosis. He's barely able to get around, and he uses a scooter because it's just too hard for him to walk. But when I talk to him, he never mentions his physical pain. He's just too damn happy to bitch and moan about his circumstances. Now, by contrast, I know plenty of people who are always unhappy. I don't dare ask how they're doing because I'll get a laundry list of all the ways the world has screwed them over, how they have rotten friends, and how much they hate their jobs. Okay. Let me stop right there, and I'm going to call out a friend of mine, not by name, but I called her out when she did this the other day. She texted me, and we're good friends. I've known her husband for years and years, and and we, I don't know, we hang out, and, and so we can do things like this. So she texts me, and she's like, I'm so stressed. I am at the doctor's office. I've got to get a knee replacement. This is the worst thing ever. I've got three kids. 
I don't know what I'm going to do. This is the worst day of my life. I've got to get a knee replacement and it's horrible. And I said, you know what? You are looking at this the most negative way possible. Number one, your kids aren't babies anymore. Your kids are like 11 and 12 and 13 or 11, 14, and 15. They're not babies anymore. They can make a fucking sandwich and they can make their fucking bed and do laundry. They don't need mommy to mommy them all the time. Second, be happy that you can afford it or that you've got insurance that covers your knee replacement. Um, and, and, and another thing, there's a lot of people that have a lot worse health problems than a knee replacement. Does it suck? Yes. Would I complain about it if I had to get one too? Absolutely. But it just kind of annoyed me a little bit that, that you know, it's like, I've got three kids and I can't. Yes, you can. Your kids are not babies. Look at the bright. Don't always be so negative. So anyway. Continuing, my friend with MS has it much worse. The difference that is he's decided to be happy. No matter what good things do happen to unhappy people, they'll find the crappy side of it. They get a new job, but it's too far from home and the traffic's always bad. They have a healthy new baby, but he's so much work. They lost 40 pounds, but now they got to spend extra money on new clothes. Something is always wrong for these people. Hey, we're all guilty. We wait for something to happen to make us happy. We wait for the perfect partner. We wait for that promotion. We wait for the kids to grow up and move out. We wait for the day that we can afford that perfect vacation. We think then I'll be happy. The problem is there's always something else that would make us happier. Now, I don't claim to have all the answers, but it seems that happy people have just decided that that's how they want to be. Some guy named Abe Lincoln once said, most folks are about as happy as they make up their minds to be. I think he was right. I think that's true. And maybe you know somebody who's happy and they're always happy no matter what and they rarely get in a good in a bad mood and then you know somebody who's just always got something to bitch about. Um, but I think that Abe Lincoln was what right we're about as happy as we decide to be. Okay, last thing. I want to lose 20 pounds in time for Star Party, not 20, 10 pounds in time for Star Party. That's a month away. Star Party is a month away almost exactly. Tell me on Facebook, on our web, on our pay, Facebook page, how you have lost weight. Give me some tips, what you ate, whether you exercise, whether you were starving, anything on Facebook. And I'll pass these tips along next week on the podcast. So Facebook page, once again, is, I want to make sure I get this right. It's facebook.com slash, hold on, take a shower book. And comment and let me know what you thought about the podcast podcast this week. And um, uh, um, and then let me know any suggestions for things you want to talk about. And also um, how you lost weight and how you keep it off. And I'll pass these along next week here on the podcast. Thank you for listening. Thanks for the texts and for the, uh, the comments on Facebook. And uh, thank you for buying the book. It is uh, Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. All right, have a good week. We'll see you next week.